Basketball is my life. I have nothing else. This is incredible. This is the best yeah. game before I've ever heard. Shooters. That's, that's what we do. Shooters, a basketball podcast. Let's go. Season 2, episode 11, Shooters Pod. We're back. This is the most consistent we have ever been. We hope you guys are enjoying it. Darren, how has your week been? It's been another good one. We have been consistent, haven't we? Bit of a pat on the back for us. Um, it's been good. Week's been good. It's at the Melbourne-Perth game last night, which we briefly talked about before, but that was a mad one. That was a crazy one, but we'll, we'll get into that shortly. Um, but how's your week been? My week was good. I can tell you what, Beth came down, spent some time with her, which was, which was lovely. Short little 48 hours of just lots of laughs, uh, good time. Hadn't seen each other in eight weeks, so it was very nice. Damn. Uh, in-season things. And then we traveled up to Launceston. So it's about, we worked it out, it's about a three-hour drive. Uh, you make a little stop in a nice little town in between. We always get a little, either we argue about whether we're going to get a kebab or we get like a little meat pies, a little pastry pastry shop there. So, uh, you know, that's always the tough decisions. Uh, had a good time in Launceston, a little family day. Drove back and here we are. Lovely. I actually, uh, random observation. I reckon the Launceston Arena kind of looks like Brisbane to me on TV. I don't know how it feels to play, but if I was staring at it, I know you guys are playing Brisbane, but... I was staring at it and it felt like Brisbane to me. So that's a pointless fact there. Um, but no. Yeah. What else, so what else have you, I suppose, I always ask you what else you've been doing during the week. But if there's not much you really can do besides from a bit of family time, a bit of stuff like that. Um, but I'll tell you what I did. I went to the Hot Springs in, uh, down here. It's, yeah, it was actually really lovely. We did it for Jess's 30th and it was a very relaxing day. Um, yeah, so shout out to the Hot Springs. If anyone's in Melbourne, Victoria, go to Alba Hot Springs. It's, great. it's, a, it's a great spot over there. Nice. What type of activities do you do at a hot spring? It's like you just lay in the hot spring for how yeah. long? What's the pre, yeah. the post? Tell me about well, it. Yeah, you literally just lay in a... Well, actually, I think there was like something like 20 different hot springs, like little tubs that you can just go around, like all outdoors and stuff. And it was a good day, good day to do it. Um, but yeah, we, we basically did a package where just did the hot springs for a few hours, got some food. Food was great, by the way. Um, and then for the rest of it, you can basically just jump back into the hot springs for as, as long as you want. So... It's a good day. That's nice. I can tell you what, could you imagine like 10,000 years ago and discovering hot springs? Like surely there was wars fought over hot springs <laughs> instead of the, you know, instead of having to dive into the cold river, you got this warm little natural pool. Must True. have been incredible. It was good. It actually, um, in a weird way, it kind of reminded me of like a cult because like everyone just walks around with like their white robes and it's kind of like a weird uh, feeling when you look around because it's like sort of these prestigious buildings, really simple buildings with like, modern technology and like little wristbands to get into places and stuff and the fact that we're just all in our white robes it was kind of weird but it was good nice nice so darren just said go join his little uh hot springs cult <laughs> it's a, it's a place to be um and it's not as it wasn't as crowded as some other ones in melbourne so i was a fan i was a fan well there you go well have you got any exciting news outside of basketball anything we'd like to touch on before we kind of get into this round because this round had some ups and downs in it and it's exciting it's, it's some exciting stuff like always no it was it was i got nothing else besides in the hot springs that was my one one point to touch on but unless you have anything else let's yeah we can get cracking well i've got nothing else because i didn't do nothing as exciting as the hot springs but we'll get it started with the first game of the week uh, a Thursday game. I love Thursday games. I don't know why. It's like you have a couple of days off. Thursday night. I was. Yeah. It's just. I enjoy a Thursday night game. Brisbane versus Southeast. Brisbane got the win to make it four in a row. Uh, what do you think of that? 
No, you're right. I actually, I, I like Thursday night games as well. I don't know why. There's something about it that kind of just feels like the weekend's kicking off early. That's probably the main part, to be honest. Um, I also like Monday games. Monday was yesterday. We had our first, it might have been our first one of NBL 24. I'm not really sure about that, but it felt like the first one. Um, but no, that was a, it was a good game. Lots of fouls early. I'll tell you that. There was lots of stoppages. Um, but hey, there was kind of it was kind of a talking point this weekend, like just the refs and the even the players adjusting to um, I don't know what we're calling the NBL this year. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a good game. Brisbane came out on top quite easily in the end. But it was the big fellas, Tyra Harrison and Josh Bannon again. They kind of just had their moments, which um, they're, they're getting some love, which is it's good to see. Definitely. Well. It is interesting right now with the NBL because there's something happening going on. Now, the NBL, like all leagues, is a copycat league. Like, Mm. as coaches, you see what teams are doing that are having success. And so, there's been two successful teams, right, the last two years. Sydney Kings and Tasmania Jack Jumpers. So, two years ago, polarizing play styles. We had Sydney Kings run and gun, play as fast as possible, move that thing, kick your heads. Then you had the jack jumpers, which was a bit more of a slowdown and it beat super, super physical. Beat people up, don't let them into screens. Then the next season came along, New Zealand breakers come into it and they do the exact same thing as the jack jumpers. They say, we're going to increase physicality. Uh, we're going to play on that front of the end. We're going to move the ball up. You know, we're, going to, we're standing our ground at this three-point line and there's going to be no freedom of movement. Sydney Kings play that frantic style, that fast fast break, swing the ball, shoot lots of threes. And now, so what's kind of happened this season is there's this weird split where 50% of the league has really jumped up physicality, right? They're wrestling. They're not letting guys walk in the screens. Uh, People are crashing over boards. People are hitting each other hard. And then you've got the other 50% that's playing frantic, frantic, kick ahead, run and gun, shoot as many threes as possible. So it's kind of put the refs in a situation where it's saying, Every single player and every single team is going to continue to push the boundaries of the physicality. Yeah. And, and how do we respond and how do they respond when it keeps getting phys- more and more physical? Uh, a team will get beaten and a lot of times you go to the scout and you say, well, there's a lack of physicality there. We need to pick it up. And they come out swinging hard the next game. And you can't, as a referee, you can't say, well, we're just going to let this be the most physical league in the world. But it's that other fine line. So it's an interesting conversation right now of how do you referee it? How do you look after it? And I don't really have an answer. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good talking point. And like, I think the NBL has always had, that's always been something that people talk highly of, that it's physical. Like it's one of the most physical leagues. Um, but I tell you what, it would be, it'd be bloody hard being a ref. Like it's so, it's just from a fan's perspective, sometimes um, the shit that you guys give them, no, nah, it's, it's a heated contest, but the, the, the stuff, like all the words the players give them and it's a very tough gig, but um, yeah, no, and obviously they're there to do a job that's fairly, but yeah, it's a tough gig. So shout out to all the refs because you guys go through it um, as much as the players do as well. Mm, definitely. So that's something to keep your eye on if you're watching is how much more will the physicality be allowed to go or are they going to start blowing their whistles like this Southeast Brisbane game? I think they shot 20, 22 free throws in the first quarter, both teams. It was 15 fouls or something. So how, what will happen? Will it just say they're going to let the league say we're going to, they're going to beat each other up and it's okay or are they going to start blowing their whistle every single game and, and uh, try and slow down that, that kind of increase of physicality? Yeah, no, nah, it's a good talking point. Um, New Zealand, Cairns. Um, this one was in 
the the Wolfbrook Arena. So that's another arena they those guys play. So I don't know whether the, it it always aligns where you guys play um, in a different location, and so do New Zealand. But um, this was a good one. I think the player that stood out for me, Anthony Lamb. I know they. I think that was zero on two on the weekend. But he he can go. Like he can clearly play. He's obviously been in the NBA like recently. I'm pretty sure most um, I guess fans and even the public probably weren't. They probably didn't almost get enough hype as it probably deserved, just like a guy that was literally on the Golden State Warriors like last season that came in and he probably he pretty much just showed it this weekend. So um and I did I did enjoy like the emotion he played with as well. He like celebrated a few a few and ones and all that stuff. Um that's enjoyable to watch. So he definitely stood out to my perspective. Definitely. Well, I'll get you there. New Zealand did beat Cairns ninety one to eighty one in that game. Oh. Um, and he was definitely a big part of it. That's funny. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> he's he's doing his thing. He's uh he's playing some good basketball and it's tough. Cairns is in a tough situation when your best player gets injured, uh, in Cheatham, it's hard for guys, especially when he does things that are non replaceable. You can't just go out and get someone to replace what he brings, the athleticism, you know, switching one through five. He, the pressure he puts on the rim, uh, stuff like that is just hard to replace. You can't bring in an energy guy to do those things or an Aussie. So they're working through that, but uh, you know it was good to see them get that win with Cairns, especially with Cairns having some some injuries and and that that tough start to the season with just you know a head knock and and t- and Taj having to go home. So it's uh, good when you take care of business, especially when a team's like down a couple of imports. Mm, yeah, no, for sure. I was I was laughing to myself because I was just ta- I was saying to you off air how quickly an NBL round goes and how 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 easy it is to forget the results. And I clearly thought New Zealand just went zero and two, and we're into the second game, and I, they won that one. So congrats, Breakers. But um, I was glad that Taron Armstrong was back. He showed some stuff over the weekend. Um, and Bullquold, our favorite, our favorite on the pod here. Um, we love him. He's he, he was great on both ends as well. So. Well, let's jump into that Sydney Illawarra game. Can you remember what that rivalry used to be called? I don't like that name. Actually, have they stopped referring to it as much? The Freeway Series. If they have, uh, I'm glad. It's been a good move. Well, I definitely did not see them uh, <laughs> post about it. And if you're a long time listener right now, we're not a huge fan of the Freeway Series. Is what they used to call the Sydney versus Illawarra game, and we haven't seen it be promoted. So maybe the NBL is listening closely to this podcast right here. <laughs> It's the correct decision in my eyes because it's hard to find a rivalry name that kind of is cool or, yeah, whatever. It's a good name, but the Freeway Series, to me, is not one. Um, but Sydney got the points here. Um, I'm going to double-check that they actually did, but no, I'm confirming. Yeah. I'm confirming that 103, did, so 103 to 83, so they <laughs> took care of business that game. It's good to see DJ Hogue back uh, doing yes. his thing, find, finding that rhythm in particular. Like, it takes some time. When you jump into a game mid, like mid-season, um, it takes some time for coaches to adjust, rotations to adjust, and of course to get yourself back under those feet and and uh, and playing like the way that that you know you're capable of. Yeah, for sure. And McQuatch um, Malawatch, shout out to him. He he was actually he was great. He's normally like a bench spark for them. He got in. He he was just like knocking down shots and um, just doing great things on both ends of the court. I just like I just like when we can give love to players like that that aren't always in the spotlight. They're not always in like deep rotational minutes, but he was actually great for both games. He he basically used this as a platform to um, yeah excel himself into the next game as well for Sydney. So always cool to see guys like that um, do their thing and basically to show why they're on the roster and what they what they can do out there. A hundred percent, you're 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 on the money there. I mean that's one of the hardest positions uh, in all of sport is that bench game basketball, especially some games you're getting DMPs and some game which is DMP stands for did not play. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some games you're being thrown in the first quarter, the fourth quarter, and it says, go make a difference, go guard their best player. And when you come out and when a young fella does well in that spot, it's always awesome. I got one. Go I got one last. Sorry, I got one last before um, before we move off Illawarra. Illawarra, if you're listening, I reckon you should um, ditch those black jerseys for good because your red uniforms on the weekend they were indigenous uniforms. They look great to me. Just the Illawarra red, big fan. So please use them as much as you can. There you go. So you're hoping that they could use their Illawarra reds just a little bit more. Uh, it doesn't right. matter. It doesn't have to be indigenous round. They can keep those jerseys as they are. Just keep it. Yeah, just keep it. Even if it's not indigenous, just that red really that red pops. I'm a fan. I like it. I like it. I love that we're not only basketball critics here, but we are also jersey critics. And we're giving a lot of love because there definitely are some really good jerseys in the league this year. We do actually bring it up maybe a bit too much. We're all over Brisbane's uh, the last few weeks, but Illawarra, they're, they're not going great on court, but they're doing something right. Yeah, 100%. They've got some fire jerseys. We jump to Tassie versus mm. Brisbane. Uh, always fun for us, uh, maybe not for Brisbane, when you get the back-to-back team. They had a they had a team a game in between versus Southeast, but uh, they were playing some really good basketball four in a row, and it was a dogfight to the very end. Tyrell Harrison doing his thing, yep. you know, twenty and eight. He's we talked about this last week about him being one of the best bigs in the league. Uh, staying healthy, he's unstoppable, and he put on another great performance. Uh, did you get to watch it? What were your thoughts? No, I did. It was, a, it was a close one. Love a close finish just from, I was going to say I was a neutral fan, but, you know, I'm always rooting for you guys a bit, a, a bit more than the opposition most of the time. But, no, it was a close one, and, and you guys got, just got the win, which was nice, uh, which was nice for you, for you guys, of course. But um, uh, the thing that I found funny was, uh, what was the whole Jared Bairstow incident? What was that from your perspective, how he wasn't on the score sheet? Did you, did you, even, was you, were you even aware that that's what, what was happening? Yeah, well, so we were on the free throw line. Jared Bairso gets subbed in, and then all of a sudden he's subbed out. Uh, the game's going where? We're sitting there, what the hell is going on? What's going on? Milton asks one of the referees, so they let us know that he's not on the score sheet. <sighs> Drama, right? But he's a roster guy. Someone had messed it up. It wasn't a mess up on our end. So I think one of the refs called someone a higher up, a higher up official, and they gave him the all clear to play. But it took about it was a little th- like three to five minute break, and then JB came on and he had some big plays on the defensive end and and it rallied the troops. It definitely rallied the Jackies fans. It rallied our team, and it was it was a pretty awesome moment in like Jack Jumper's history because he went out there and affected winning and. That would have been stressful for him. I mean, mm. everyone wants to play and to be saying, you're not on the roster right now, you can't play. <laughs> Crazy. What a, like a, a whack in the face as well, just being like, no, you're, sorry, you can't enter the ball game. But the, actual, the commentators were loving everything he was doing as well. He came on and made an impact. I just found that um, a bit amusing. But good to get back in the win column for you guys. I'm sure that feels Definitely. nice. Definitely good to get back in the win column. And I think it's even better for this club to get back into the win column. Perth. Yes. Beat Adelaide 99-88. to 88. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Melbourne game shortly, but 2-0 on the Perth weekend. What are your thoughts? No, I'm, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad. Bryce, Bryce Cotton pretty much just said to himself, or said to the media, I don't know who was wearing my jersey for the past few weeks, but he basically said I'm back. So it, it was good to see. Um, I didn't get to watch that one in full, but from a just like a perspective from watching the game as an outsider I'm just glad sort of you, Perth got that monkey off their back their Bryce is back um, Perth did their thing um, and yeah I think the league's always in a better place I think when Perth is firing even though they have had like the most success um, for any team basically 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I got to watch it. It was a good fought game. Jacob Wiley went down ill. So that was the reason he wasn't able to play in the second half. Okay. Was feeling sick and then uh, could, had to stay an extra night in Perth because he couldn't. He was unable to get on the plane because he was oh. feeling ill. So I'm not sure how he's feeling right now, but I'm hoping hoping he's healthy and uh, you know feeling better and, and able to train and and he's getting himself back to 100 percent because I'm looking forward to having an epic battle with him this weekend. Didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the reason he only played. I think 12 minutes. Didn't play the second half. Couldn't make it out of the change room. Was, was feeling sick, so they're not as good without Wiley. Obviously, when you lose a best player, but he brings a lot of energy. I mean, you know, he's 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 averaging high amount of rebounds, high amount of assists, and, and scoring the ball well. So, so hopefully, he's back and healthy and, and ready to battle against the Jack Jumpers this weekend. Yeah, for sure. And just last one on this, I'd love to see Ben Henshaw get some minutes. Like he was, it feels like he's had a few DMPs in a row. He had that one game early in the season where he just killed it. Like he was great. And I thought he, I know it's young, I know he's a young player. I know coaches are probably a bit hesitant to maybe put these guys out, especially when they're on some pressure to get the wins. But I feel like he can legit help them and make an impact. So I'd love him, even if he just starts getting a, a few spot minutes here and there. But you know, that, that's why that's half the fun of the league, getting to see Aussie talent like him actually coming out and playing and getting on the board. So hopefully we get to see a bit more of him, even though they got back on track. Um, so in Coach Reilly's mind, maybe he's just like, I'm not going to change a thing. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Especially, uh, it, it could be tough for a young fella to find minutes. We've talked about this multiple yeah, times. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it takes a long time to earn that trust. For a coach, especially as you're saying, when wins are on the line, when the pressure builds up, you're going to go to guys that you know, they know what they, they do, they know their role. And uh, Hiram Harris is exactly that example, right? They chuck him in the starting lineup. He plays awesome. He brings that energy. He knows exactly what he's going to get out of an older player. And he affects winning and helps them win. And uh, that's where like just having that, that game experience matters a lot, especially in a coach's like mind. Mm, yeah, no, for sure. That's a great shout, bringing him up. He was copping some some love. He, he was he just plays his role. He does what he does, and when he can pop up and like basically help win a game like that, he's he's gonna yeah get some fanfare. Uh, Phoenix Cans. I was excited to see Taron Armstrong again. He's kind of like a bit. He's kind of like a, a bit up and down in that game. Like um, I think he had no assist to his name, which is surprising for someone like him. But especially the start of the fourth quarter, he had like a few drives back to back, and um, he was just basically showed some potential. But you could tell he's kind of finding his feet because there was like a few lob passes that were off, a few turnovers, and all that stuff. But good to see him out there, regardless. A hundred percent, it's good. I mean, Southeast got that win. Mm-hmm. There, when when Southeast is going, they're a tough team. I mean, big men troubles have caused a lot of their their uh, losses when it's come to big man injuries or big man foul trouble. But when they when all five of them them starters are going, they're they're tough. They're tough. And uh it's exactly the same conversation we just had with young fellas, it can take some time. I mean regular season is different to preseason too. The pressure's there a bit more, the intensity takes that step up. You got imports on most teams three imports on most teams that are playing 32 minutes. So you have to be able to guard an import and, and then you have to be able to compete against the import, which these guys are being uh, getting paid to play basketball for five, 10 years and that involves affecting winning. And so, you know, as a young fella, it takes a little bit of time. It's a process. It's 100% a process. Um, Sydney, New Zealand, I didn't catch this one, but the only thing I saw was Sean Bruce came up clutch again um, on that lucky bounce. 
that he just he has a habit of making these moments for himself. We saw that last last year with that um, game when he did that night night celebration that people loved. But <laughs> he he has a habit of it. So he's he's yeah he's just one of those guys that isn't afraid to take that shot, and clearly he can make it. Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing more to say about that Sydney game. Big time shot down the end, and then he got a big time stop. So Sean Bruce, the closer, got it done again for Sydney, and, and uh, they had a great weekend going 2-0 as well. Mm. Now, Melbourne and Perth. I was at this one. I'm going to leave this one in because I, it was one of the craziest games I've been to, to be honest. Like, it was, it was mainly, the, like, obviously the fourth quarter period and the, the overtime period. But in the actual building, like, one, it was very loud, packed out, sold out arena. Um, just a great atmosphere to be a part of and sort of like a photographer and videographer's dream. Like, there was so many... I posted something on... Um, go check out NBL Raw and NBL. On Instagram, there was a series of photos of basically... Just like a, uh, like all the crowd and all the players with like hands in their um on their head just reacting and it's just one of those moments where just like big shot after big shot it was like Jordan Usher then it was Daly then it was Perth getting the lead again and I don't know there was a lot going on in a short period of time but it was fun to watch. Yeah, I mean it was absolute craziness. Like, mm. so I have a more question for you. Um, Please. When those moments are going on, when the craziness, game winners, refs. You know, all the chaos crowds gone crazy. Is it hard for you? What are you kind of thinking in terms of when you're trying to capture the moment? Is Do you prefer photos over videos? Where's kind of your mind at? Do you find yourself watching sometimes? Or, or what are you kind of doing in those moments? I think I, I think I need to watch more because I think too often I'm just like, I'm like, what's going to be the best photo? What's going to be the best video here? I think if I watch more and just like kind of just go with the flow, that would be better. But I do, I am pretty bad at kind of just like, if I choose to do video or if I choose to do a photo or if I choose to stand in this position as opposed to this position, then I'm just like, wait, that would have looked really cool if I was over there or that would have been really good if I was in photo kind of thing. Um, but you just got to run with it. Like I think either way, just embrace what you are doing and where you are and your content's going to be different than anyone else because you're, you're in a different spot to them. But it is a hard choice as funny as it sounds. Well, I like that Darren it must have been happy with the photos he got because he just plugged it. He said, go, go check out MBL Raw and you'll see my content looking fire from the crazy game. I got some crazy pictures. There, there were a few goodies. I will say that. It's just, you know, you've got to pat yourself on the back sometimes because we're our own harshest critic, critic with everything. So, you know, if you get some good shots, they were, they were more from the far away angle rather than close-ups, but I was pretty happy with them. They they'd kind of told the tale of the, the craziness that was, was that game. 100%, 100%. Well, another crazy round. What round is that? Do you know? Round six. <laughs> round, round six. It, like, I where think are the we? Of this podcast is how quick it goes. It's crazy. I literally, like what you saw earlier in the episode, I completely blanked on if New Zealand won or if Phoenix, like it's just, yeah, it's pretty crazy how, I was actually saying to a colleague of mine, imagine working in the NBA, like we get pretty washed over and blazed with, like one round, one weekend of action, but the NBA is just like if you could tell if if you turned to your colleague and was like, "Tell me the Philadelphia 76ers last game or two, you'd be like, "Wouldn't have a clue." Wouldn't would legit wouldn't have a clue, but no. it's a weird one. You really wouldn't. Well, after six rounds, I'm going to give us a little a tiny little recap of just the ladder. Do so it. we got we got Melbourne currently eight and two at first place, Sydney six and three, Southeast six and four. Tasmania five and four, Brisbane five and five, Perth four and five, Cairns three and four, Adelaide three and six, New Zealand two and five, Illawarra two and six. With 
We love really early predictions. <laughs> we love them, Darren, and I love putting <laughs> you on the spot. Right now, what is your feel after six rounds of your top four? So this is what this means is after play-ins, after those playoffs, who's going to be sitting in your top four right now from, from what you've seen uh, ending the season? It's a, it's a great question, Jack. And when you put me on the spot early season and I predicted Perth to win it all, they're at four and five and not, you know, not looking spectacular. But it's a long season, um, even though it's already round six. But top four, not going to do you in order because that's a bit tricky. Um, look, it's got to be Melbourne. You guys got to be up there. I have to... Oh, see, I can't just go the top four, surely, like as it sits right now. I will say I kind of do trust Brisbane... A whole lot more than I did, obviously, a few weeks ago. Oh, geez, this is tough. Hmm. Okay, if I had to... Okay, let's, let's do it this way. If I had to pick someone to drop out of the top four currently, which is Melbourne, Sydney, Phoenix, and Tassie... Uh, I'm going to pick... Uh, nah, I can't do that. I'm going to predict Sydney to drop out. I don't know why. I was going to predict Phoenix because they have a habit of kind of teasing what they're all about, but I trust them this year. I trust them. I like that. I like that. And I know you're, you would love nothing more than a nice Phoenix-Tasmania, I think, <laughs> semifinals. You know, your two favourites, Alan Williams and, you know, somewhere Bull Qualls running around, uh, you know, the, the two podcast favourites. But I like it. I like it. So right now, did I lock that in that top four you're predicting Melbourne, South East, Tasmania and Brisbane? Oh, uh, yes. But I am tossing up between Brisbane and Perth. But yeah, let's do Brisbane. Sure. I like it. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. There you go. The predictions have changed. Gone from pu- putting Perth in favourites in the preseason to Perth out. You, you yep. switch up quick, Darren. You switch up I do. quick. I thought you, you can't trust me. I got one for you no. quickly. I know you have to get out of here soon. But MVP, do you have a prediction? No Tassie players, obviously. MVP, I'm loving, and uh, the Alan Williams, I think, definitely has a chance. I mean, he's putting up crazy numbers every single game, and and if they stay in that top four, there's a good shout. Mm. All right, let's let's run it home. Hype someone up. I just want to hype someone up. Go on a bit of a rant. Anyone that's caught our attention, just give them some love. I got one quickly for you, and I'm hyping up yourself. I really enjoyed your newsletter this this week. Just the the story you told about um, you're talking about shooting, and just specifically the whole thing about your mum basically telling you no, don't shoot threes until you can touch that backboard. Work on your form shooting. Don't buy into all the other kids shooting threes and trying to create highlights and stuff. I just enjoyed that perspective. So you do have a you do a good job of just giving us that insight and kind of you know talking through your successes and how you got there. So I enjoyed that one specifically. Wow, thank you very much. That's a plug Sorry. for my newsletter www.jackmcvay.com. <laughs> if you want to learn how to shoot, yeah. I appreciate you, Darren, my guy. I appreciate so, you, man. That's been probably my favorite letter that I've written so far. So I appreciate it. Mine too. Mine too. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, my hype up, I think I hyped this up last week as well. But I can't really remember. It's a sauna. Oh, no. You did, You mentioned it at the end. So, no, not technically. You did mention it at the oh, end. The sauna though. just came last week. Well, I've been using it. And wow. it's a little steam sauna. I'm hyping it up. It's absolutely crazy. You, you're like pre-warm it up for 10 minutes and then you sit in there for like 15 minutes of just torture but then you get out feeling <laughs> amazing and, and i'm absolutely loving it just straight torture what what you do to yourself yeah straight each fun. to their own i tell you the hot springs they had saunas there i walked in opened the door got that gush of hot steam in my face i'm like nope 
see see how I turn my back on it. That's fine. I like that. Wrong. Wow, this is a negative space. I'm just gonna start chucking up random things I'm grateful for. This is incredible. This is the best yeah. grateful for I've ever heard. I like that. Well, what are you grateful for? Oh, well, funny enough, I didn't write anything down this week, so call me negative, call me nothing. But yeah, I, I, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for this consistency of this podcast, actually. That's what I'm grateful mm. for. I pretty like good, it. Pretty good answer on the spot. That is a pretty damn good answer. I like mm. that. This week, what I'm grateful for, mine's a weird one. I've like really enjoyed this new show that I've seen. It's not new. It's an old show on YouTube. Uh, it's a bit of an adult, so I'm not going to recommend it, but I'm not going to say the name of it. But it's a great show, and it's just someone just made it on MS Paint on their school laptop. And oh. this, yes, and then they uploaded it in 2012, and it blew up, and like this guy just makes it on paint and uploads it. And I just think I'm grateful for, for the, the current state of kind of creation in terms of if you're a creative person, you can create, put it up for free, and if it's good, people will come and you can get paid to do it. And so I'm definitely grateful of how easy it is to kind of jump on Riverside. That's what we use to, to record this and, and put some, some content out there to post something on Instagram, to, to, to post, you know, to take photos and post it on NBL Raw. It's all pretty easy in terms of the access to the tools. And, and I'm grateful for all of that. Hmm, creativity. Content is king these days. Like you said, everyone's like has their own original twist on it as well. Um, last ones few fan questions to run us home i'll let you get out of here though who get, I, I so jody slid into our dms and was um was asking this question and i said i'd ask you so and i know at media day our commercial team asked you this question so you should know it but who gave away the most hungry jack's cheeseburgers last season that's crazy i just checked the questions and i didn't see this one Oh, um, I think it was DMs. Messages. oh there you go yeah. um oh i did get asked this I remember. I remember editing the vision of you answering it. It was. I wasn't Xavier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got there. You got there. You had to think back to it, but hundred um, percent. She is. also. She also asked who, who was the most like ever since this promo has been running, and I wouldn't have a clue. So sorry, Jody. I did not have that answer, but we got one out of two. Yeah, I can't help you there, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, Xavier Cooks last year. I think one year was Harry Froling, maybe as well. Probably, probably. I think that, yeah, Sam Froling as well. well. Who knows? Lastly, I like this question. When, oh, when slash how slash where did you guys meet and how did the podcast form? Would you like well, to give you like to go into our origin story? I can do the origin story. So pretty much simple as I put up a classic Instagram story and was just like, we need an NBL podcast. Any players ever think of it? Um, like ever think of doing one? And I'm pretty sure you just replied every day. And that's all it, that's all it kind of stood out for a while. I think I think this was like, um, like when we actually got talking about it was like towards the end of the season when you were in playoff mode. So um, it kind of went dark for a bit, but then something sparked it in the off season. And I think I either reached out again or you reached out to me. And then we actually just, I just, I actually remember the phone call and I just sat in, I was at work that day, went into our little boardroom and I was just talking to you on the phone about some random podcast. And then that was when you were just like, no, I don't want um, like another player to host with me. I want you to host with me. And I'm like, wow, okay, let's do this. So that was my... That's what I remember from it. That is pretty much on the money. And how have you been enjoying uh, hosting instead of just doing the behind the scenes? No, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm glad you you said it because like it's it was like a, a new challenge for me kind of thing because I'm normally just yeah like you said I'm the behind behind the scenes kind of guy. So um, I still have moments where I'm just like 
Yeah, whatever. I didn't do it great then. But I just enjoy talking basketball. I say this a lot. I just enjoy talking about basketball in, in different ways. So glad you gave me the honour of, yeah. You basically were just like, no, nah, you're doing it with me. I want you there. I'm like, cool, let's do it. So you made it super easy. So it's a, it's a, it's a choice I was, I was happy with. Well, as they say, uh, if you make over 21 episodes, which we have, you're in the top 1% of podcasts in the world. So guys, appreciate your support. And you're currently listening to a top 1% podcast in the entire world. That is incredible. It's a good plug. It's a good plug. And it's a good way to end. Thanks for joining us one again. Uh, I did, well, I'd stuff that up. <laughs> Thanks for tuning us one again. Thanks for joining us once again. Um, I can say whatever I want on this podcast because I'm the host apparently, but yes. No, thanks for joining us. Uh, that was episode 11. And yeah, that was, we're in the 1% of podcasts apparently. Have a great day, guys. <laughs>